The Sharks get shut out in Buffalo. Capo Kakinen has a bounce back game and Will Smith makes his return back to Boston College. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite tanking team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, even when they get shut out for the seventh time and we've barely passed the halfway point of the season. Uh, so if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And again, the Sharks, in the most scheduled of scheduled losses, lose three to nothing to the Buffalo Sabres. Um, the offense showed signs, but they just could not create anything out of it. We'll also talk about Capo Kakinen's kind of bounce back game, especially after getting pulled against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then Will Smith makes his return to Boston College. So we'll uh, have a prospect grief breakdown of his Friday game against Providence, where they won seven to one. And he had two goals in that game. So we'll uh, kind of go through that game. So before we do all that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. So um yeah, another uh, disappointing performance by the offense showed signs of life life though. And when we dig into the numbers, you'll see this game was much closer than what we saw against the save or against the ends on Saturday. Um, where these were two very evenly matched teams. Um, but this was very, very much uh, a, a felt like a scheduled loss going to happen, especially with, Taking into account, and I'm trying not to make excuses. These are professional athletes. Um, it's not like it was a huge travel, but stuck in Ottawa uh, an extra day, right? Normally, after a game, you would travel like this. You would travel to Buffalo. The Sharks should have been in Buffalo on Sunday um, and then kind of had your normal practice day and then get ready for the game, right? Sharks stuck in, in Ottawa because of the weather situation in Buffalo that forced the NFL to move a game back, forced this game to get moved up, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, not making excuses, but this very much felt like a scheduled loss. And I will say the Sharks looked better than I expected in this game. I expected this game to be a what we've kind of seen where the Sharks just don't have anything offensively and kind of create aren't creating much. And while the Sharks didn't score a goal, they did show a lot of more offense and they just weren't able to kind of uh, finish the job as, as they have had trouble doing all season long. But um, yeah. And then now they're getting on a plane flying to Chicago for the tank bowl against Chicago tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a, a very tough end to the road trip here. So um, as for the sharks themselves, though, you saw, 
again, you saw offense, and especially we 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 had the hurdle um, Eklund uh, Zadina line put back together, and I thought Eklund had a, himself a really nice game, especially offensively. Um, made some mistakes, you know, in the defensive zone as he's prone to do, being a 21 year old uh, player. But I think he kind of bounced back from those mistakes. But you saw a lot of offensive opportunities and he made some nice passes. He had a really, really nice, but at the beginning of the third period, um, he had a really, really nice pass uh, to Barabanov, which was a kind of a whole shift where they had the uh, hurdle Barabanov Eklund line put together. And that line played really, really well in, in that one shift. Um, again, extremely small sample size, but um, that line in two shifts, that line had uh, seven shot attempts, four gave up one. They actually had five shot attempts, uh, actual shots on goal gave up one, and they had 0.63 expected goals for, which uh, is the best out of. So I, I'm curious to see if we get that line put together. Um, I would like to see that line put together. I think that line, there's something there. Um, you had Barabanov set up Ekwin. Ekwin just kind of kind of corral a puck and right in front of uh, UPL. And then literally like 30 seconds later on the same shift, uh, Ekwin has a really nice pass to Barabanov that he kind of... Uh, tucks and just isn't able to get it in you know kind of get it on net um but like creating those offensive chances and for a team right now that continues to struggle to create goals you thought the offense was there they just weren't rewarded for their success today um and again that has been kind of the story of of the sharks right is you, whenever they do create like it's such a struggle to create offense for them uh they're just not rewarded uh for for their or you have games like uh saturday where you get severely outplayed but you just play an inferior goalie and you're kind of you know it's not sustainable offense i thought today's offense was sustainable uh especially by the top two lines the grand i thought the grand line and the hurdle lines were both really great today the bottom six was a little kind of a mixed results between them um but yeah i think the sharks just weren't weren't really rewarded for their efforts um someone who should have been rewarded for their efforts today was capo kakinen who had himself a really nice bounce back game especially after getting pulled against the leafs uh last week and then we saw mckenzie blackwood for two straight games and i really liked capo kakinen's game today um did give up two goals but i thought he played really well um 32 of 34 32 saves and 34 shots um in all situations two goals against expected goals against was 2.96 so basically saved an extra goal um save percentage of 941 uh was perfect on high danger shots six for six uh nine of 10 for medium danger and then 15 of 16 for low danger i think that first one which uh, i think snuck up on him um that could be the only one that you're like man i wish i think Kind of wish he had that one back, but I think that one kind of he got kind of handcuffed there. Um, I think with what happened was Vlasic kind of got stuck in no man's land and wasn't sure if he should continue to kind of push forward and kind of attack the the forward. Um kind of got stuck in no man's land there, and I think the puck might have I don't think uh Capocacan saw the puck cleanly coming at him. Um that's the only one where you kind of feel like he probably you maybe wants that one back but still i think it was a really strong bounce back game from him today um you know and we we've seen basically since you know american thanksgiving we've seen kakon and 
played some of his best hockey in Teal, and he's good to see the kind of brushes away the the getting pulled against the Leafs in a game that, uh, frankly, the Sharks just did not show up for uh, in that game, and it's good to kind of move on from that and and to continue to play well. So, um, yeah, I mean. I think, though, if the offense plays like this, I think they're going to start to see some goals come come in. Um, Eklund, I think, is is overdue. He hasn't scored a goal in 15 or 16 games now. Um, I think he's he's playing well enough to have scored and has had some – you could see the past couple of games, I think he's starting to kind of shoot a little bit more, trying to get back to that shoot-first mentality um, that made him successful, especially at the beginning of the season. Um, I think he's starting to try to get back to that – but overall, again, it's just you know how it is. If the top if the top six isn't performing for the Sharks, they're probably not going to have much of a chance. And um, I think the top six probably should have been rewarded for at least a goal for for the way they played today. Um, but again, just weren't able to kind of muster up anything. So um, yeah, another just the offense continues to go cold um very such a streaky offense so it's either they're going to score like one goal or they're going to score like four goals um just would like to see some consistency out of them going forward so um we'll continue digging into the the numbers and what kind of how evenly matched up these two teams were and and you know why the sharks again probably deserve to score a goal or a couple goals in this game. Uh, so we'll dig into those numbers next, and then we'll talk about Will Smith's first game back with Boston College. Uh, so we'll do all that here in just one second. If you're looking to grab tickets to either maybe you want to go catch a Niners playoff game, you want to go see a Warriors game, um, you want to go catch a Sharks game, or whatever event you want to go you need to check out game time they have killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets um i love that you can actually see what your seats are going to look like nothing worse than buying tickets you get there and then you realize you have terrible seats actually the only thing worse than that is when you go to check out and they slam a bunch of fees on you. Game time doesn't do that. They have all in pricing. So you know exactly what you're going to pay when you go to check out. That way you know you're getting a great deal. Um, you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. And they're obsessed with finding ways to save money on tickets. So they have flash exclusive flash deals. Um, you can also buy tickets up to an hour after the event starts. So again, if you're the procrastinator like me and you still want to go, you can find great seats there. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed All right, uh, let's dig into the numbers for this game. Um, different, a little bit different lines. Uh, Hoffman was healthy scratch today, and Scott Sabrin uh, jumped into his spot. Um, again, saw some little tweaks. So we had the Zetterling Grandland Duclair line uh, reunited. They spoiled. They had they had themselves a nice game. Eklund hurdles Adina. Barabanov, Cunnin, Bailey, and then LeBanc, Carpenter, Sabrin. Um, but we did see some guys move around, especially in the third period, as these Sharks were looking to try to get the offense going here. So um, 
5v5, again, this game was really, really even. Um, and it kind of felt like, especially in the first period, both teams were still kind of waking up and trying to, you know, get the coffee going in them. Um, but as the game went on, I think the Sabres started to kind of put their foot down, and especially in the third period, um, kind of took control of the game. So uh, shot attempts, 56 to 52 in favor of the Sabres. Uh, so that's a 51.85 to 48.15 Corsi 4 in favor of the Sabres. Um, actual shots, 31 to 25, 5v5 in favor of the Sabres. Scoring chances for 25 to 20 in favor of the Sabres and 10 to 10 high danger chances. Um, 2.61 to 2.32 expected goals uh, for in favor of the Sabres. So the Sharks should have scored two goals if you, know, you believe in expected goals. Um, this kind of felt like, again, uh, Luke... Uh, uh upl really you know kind of made some really nice saves when he had to um but the sharks just continuing to try to find those high quality chances and um looking at the shot map it was very much uh pretty even until uh and actually the sharks kind of had a a good chunk especially the start of the third period um but then Kind of after the Sharks power play, the Sabres, they earned that power play. And then from then on, just really kind of controlled the the end of the game there. And the Sharks just weren't able to. And that kind of finished off with that empty net goal for them. So um, looking at the four lines. So the Zetterland, Grandland, Duclair line played 11-34 time on ice, 15-4 to four shot attempts, 6-1 to one actual shots. Um, no goals, didn't give up a goal. 0.62 to 0.34 expected goals, four, six to three scoring chances, four to two high danger chances um, with four to four zone starts. So that line played really, really well. Um, and Duclair had a couple opportunities. But if you think back to kind of the end of that second period, um, Grayland kind of sets up Duclair, uh, kind of a backdoor play and Duclair just not able to tuck at home. And, um, you know, so I think. Again, I think this a lot of these lines are overdue do, overdue for something uh, something positive here scoring wise soon. So um, yeah, that line played really well. The Eklund hurdles the Dino line played eight to one eight shot attempts to thirteen in favor of the Sabers five to four actual shots. 0.22 to 0.21 expected goals um, in favor of that hurdle line. Two to six scoring chances, one to one high danger chances uh, with. One five four zone starts. Um, this line was playing better, but then kind of started getting pushed around a little bit at at the middle and end. And I think that's where we saw the Barabanov line, um, kind of Barabanov reunited with with this line here. Um, I think Barabanov should should get a chance to play with the Equin Hurdle. I know it's been a couple small sample sizes, but I think we've seen, as I kind of talked about earlier, we've seen that line play really well and really kind of work off each other. Um, and with Logan Gator not going to be back in Chicago, I'd like to see at least see this line together for a full game um, against Chicago. That's hopefully that's what I would do. Um, not that I, my opinion matters much, but we've seen them kind of been able to generate offense and the team struggles to generate offense. So, um, and just get rewarded for their offense. Um, Bear Banoff kind of Bailey played seven, 22, 10 to four shot attempts, uh, three to three actual shots on goal 0.07 to 0.09 expected goals. So they were creating shot attempts, not the most dangerous of them. Um, 
one to two scoring chances, and then five one five for the zone starts there. Um, and then LeBank Carpenter Sabrin played six oh six four to eleven shot attempts, one to six actual shots. I thought LeBank played well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he gets a look on the third line here soon. I think he's kind of strung together a couple good games here. Um, I would. Maybe I'll talk. I'll talk about the lines here. What I would kind of do for the Chicago game here in a second, um, but I would be interested to see what those. And like I talked about, Eklund Hurdle Barabanov played really well in, in about three minutes. at seven to one shot attempts. Actual shots was five to one point six three to point zero six expected goals for five scoring chances and less than three minutes. Um, so I would be really intrigued. I like I said, I really want to see that line together. And then Zadina Cunn and Bailey line um, played a minute 31, zero to four um, shot attempts, zero to three actual shots on goal. Um, so yeah, what I would do. Again, if David would ask me, um, I would put out of the Eklund Hurdle Barabanov line put together, I would do Zettling Grandland Duclair, um, Cunning Bailey LeBank, and then if you want to do Scott Sabrin or Mike Hoffman, either or, uh, Carpenter, um, and then uh, Philip Sedina on that line. Just that would be my guess for what I would do um, if you're kind of going based off this game, going in, into their game against Chicago um, on Monday, Tuesday night. So um, as for the defenders in this game, um, so we had uh, Addison was scratched for this game. Uh, Vlasic got a his second game um, here in played. Pretty wellish. Um, so Ferraro led the way, at least for Corsi, for 29 to 19, 60.42% Corsi. And then Vlasic, who was his partner, 21 to 14, um, 60% Corsi as well. Both of those were on ice for one goal. Um, Burroughs, um, his, so Burroughs and Ahochek played together. Um, and then we have Thrun Ruda. Burroughs uh, at 1443 at 5v5, um, 18 to 16 shot attempts, 20 or 52.94% Corsi 4. Um, and then Ahochuk, 15.58, 13 to 19% Corsi 4, 40.63. Thrun played 20 minutes, uh, 14 to 29, Corsi 4, 32.56. And then Ruta, 14.58, 6 to 7, Corsi 4, 2609. So that bot that third that pair of uh Thrun Ruta struggled at least when it came to generating shot attempts. So um we'll see with Addison kind of who it's just going to, I think it's going to be between Ohochuk, Vlasic, and, and Addison, just kind of a rotating cast of kind of who continues, who gets to play and who doesn't between them. So um, we'll see kind of I, what what happens there. I wouldn't be surprised though if Vlasic plays, especially with his cousin Alex Vlasic or his nephew or whatever, his relation. I can't remember what they're, if they're, if this is nephew or cousin or something like that. Um, but they are related. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Vlasic gets to play again in Chicago. Um, you know, fit nice little family moment there between the two Vlasics. So uh, we'll talk about a future shark here in Will Smith. Talk about his first game back on Friday night when the uh, Boston College beat the number nine ranked Providence seven to one. Um, so we'll talk about that game here. My notes from that game um, as we finish up today's episode. I know it's been a 
brutal season for you Sharks fans. But regardless of where the Sharks are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On Angel Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for our Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick some of your favorite players, whether they're NHL superstars like McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, or some of your favorite Sharks players like Mikhail Granlin, Tomas Hurdle, or Slippery Peep. Record more or less than a sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Join a 100 times bet on sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You're going to be Sharks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right. um, So let's talk about things that at least make us happy. And that's Will Smith. Um, so he got the, he got the notebook back. Um, so Will Smith um, had himself a really nice game against uh, Providence in his first game back. So this is Friday's game. I kind of did the deep dive on this game. Didn't get a chance to watch Saturday's game where I know they lost four to three. Uh, Will Smith had a goal and an assist in that game. So a uh, solid weekend from, from Smith on his first weekend, first kind of weekend back from Will Juniors with uh, three goals and assist. Um, so we'll start with the Will Smith. And the first period, I think, was kind of very much a f- getting back into the swing of things, right? You haven't, you play, it's kind of your first game back and, you know, back in college hockey. Um, you haven't played a game and, you know, about two weeks now, right, for him. And uh, you can kind of tell a little bit of a getting back, feeling it uh, period. Um, I thought he did get to play on the kind of interesting, got to play on the power play. He's been kind of shuffling between the top and the bottom power play. They went back to the, like, um, Cutter Gauthier with the, the the three freshmen, and he made some really nice plays on the power play. And I think that was good for him to kind of get back into the swing of things, was getting out back on a, that first power play. And doing what Will Smith does, right? And that's create chances, um, you know, and and I think he also, you know, kind of playing that defensive spot up there, running the power play on on that, and I think really kind of helped get him back into the swing of things because a little bit choppy to the start, um, you know, he, he just a little bit choppy. I, th- I think it's the best way to kind of put the first period. Um, but after that, he really, I think found his way. Um, you saw some nice plays, I think in his defensive zone, where his ability to kind of read the puck and read the situation. I think that's what his IQ rate is going to, what makes him um, such a valuable player um, is his ability to kind of read and see what's going to happen next. And he had a really nice, good, inter- good interception um, started going the other way with it but was a little careless the puck that led to a a turnover kind of he caused created a turnover then caused a turnover really really quickly and that led to a a chance going back the other way um but yeah the first period i think was very much a feeling out period for him um the second period you saw way more trying to be creative and i almost a little bit too much at times but um again i'd rather a guy trying to create much 
uh, create stuff, then you know you could. It's easier to tone that down to try, than to try to um, kind of pull it out of guys. Right, now, that's going to be Will Smith's thing. Is how do you balance? The creativity side with, okay, I can't get away with that, especially when you move on to the NHL. Um, has no defensive zone starts, quick uh, face-off wins that led to trans- quick transitions with shots on goal. Um, created, You saw much more offensive opportunities in him and his line creating offensive opportunities. Um, and this line did score a goal in the second period, as I'm going through my notes again. Um, he's... You know, again, a lot of a lot more, I think, kind of just being back in the action with that one Um, with this. It was weird game because Providence is kind of pushing the pace, especially for this beginning of the second period. But then the wheels fell off on them. And I I think Boston College scored like four goals in like three minutes here. Um, The goal, the first goal that that Smith scored was um, not the highlightiest of highlight reels goals for him but it was definitely like a hard kind of hard working he beats a uh you know kind of makes the the defender make a bad play because he's kind of putting pressure on him and he just tucks it in on the goalie and that's 1000 a goal that the goalie would would definitely want back um you know because smith's below the blue line like behind the goal line excuse me um he's behind the goal line behind the kind of to the side of the net and just kind of puts it on net right and you never know what happens when you put it on that but uh he's able to score and gets it in on net and you know they don't ask how they just ask how many and that's another goal for smith and then right after after that, uh, Ryan Leonard scored a goal where Will Smith was on the ice, and that was a win a zone, win the zone or the faceoff that led to kind of the offensive zone start. And again, another bad goal that the goalie gave up, and the goalie actually got pulled uh, soon after this. But um, if if you plus or minus, that's you know, yeah, he was on the ice for 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 that goal as well. So. Um, uh, again, I think the second period you saw a little bit more of, of, like I said, you saw more of the offensive zone creativity. You saw some good chances from the defensive zone, start creating uh, rushes and then draws a penalty um, because his rush opportunity kind of draws a penalty. It puts the, them on again where he starts the the on the power play uh was running the power play um and but again just kind of misses just misses on a one time because so we could have been talking about a, a smith uh hat trick today um a lot of great passes in in the on the power play and you can see just how comfortable he is running the power play which is fine right um well what's what you want him to do especially being good on the power play is going to be one of his hallmarks so um yeah, you you way more offensive shift. And the third uh period, um, again, but they were up by a lot. So it was a little bit more just kind of trying to to milk out the 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 game or kind of milk out the clock for them. Uh, so a lot of more patience uh from him. And um there was a great play with him and and Perot um where Will Smith kind of gets line and it's not quite a rush, but it, it starting to look like it starting to develop it. And instead of just like head down going with it, he kind of holds up for a second, um, draws the defender towards him. And then he just kind of this soft little pass right in front of Gabe Perot that sets up Perot. So instead of being like a two on one, it just becomes a Perot one on, on the goalie and Perot just isn't able to kind of to put it home. Um, but that's that creativity that we talk about, right? Of not just be like, get the puck, go. 
you see that with with, with him overall. Um, and that, that's going to be his hallmark is just kind of making those plays happen and making the players around him better. Um, again, Ryan Leonard and Gabriel were great players and they're well on their way to being great players, but Will Smith just kind of brings that different energy. And it's it's easy to compare. Well, like Ryan Leonard, you know, has that dog in him and he's just going to be kind of like going crazy and like, you know, kind of mixing it up with it. And you don't see, again, you don't see Will Smith doing that, but that's not his game, right? Um, it's you, it's good to have players who kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, and then Smith did cap a score goal at the end of the game, I think with like five minutes left, uh, where Ryan Leonard kind of created created a goal. And then Will Smith, that's where he like realizes what's happening and rushes to the net. And then it's just an easy tap in for, for him as Ryan Leonard makes a really nice kind of almost kind of the same thing that Smith did for Perot Leonard kind of did for, for Smith um, and Ryan Leonard or uh, Will Smith is able to kind of capitalize it overall though. I think um, you're seeing Smith again, kind of playing as that third forward where he's kind of the floating forward Um, chips and where he needs to along the board. It's still not the most physical. Did see, a little bit more board engagement, but that's something he's going to have to continue to work on. Um, you know, being patient, reading the play, and just kind of knowing where to be and where to go. And I think that that's going to be his IQ, his hockey IQ, just kind of being in the right place at the right time and knowing how to make put his guys around him in, in places to succeed. That's what he's going to be really good at, and that's what's going to be his key to success. So, um, would like again first game back. Would like to see a couple of times where we kind of feel like I like to see him hustle back a little bit more towards plays. Um, but again, you're up at points. I think they're up six to one at points, and it's I think a natural. Okay, we're you know we're this game's over. We got to play these guys again tomorrow. I can totally understand that, but that's just a little bit of a thing that um and with NHL coaching, you'll see that right, and you've seen that with even like William Eklund today where doesn't make a play but gets a coaching and then put the same position later on in the game does is able to kind of correct that and i think you'll see that stuff from will smith so good to see smith kind of come back and then start the game again providence was ranked number nine in this and i know providence went back and beat him i'll watch that game here in a um probably later today but um but yeah good to see good a nice start for for will smith as he's coming back from world juniors so um that's going to be it for me today we'll be back tomorrow to break down um the sharks blackhawks game and the tank bowl um we have our good friend tony ferrari joining us later on this week where we're going to kickstart our draft coverage so the kind of the intro to the 2024 draft so we'll have a big conversation about the 2024 draft and all that good stuff so make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts and of course you can watch on youtube as well um you can follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at locked on sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole till tomorrow bye friends <laughs>